welcome back everyone to our very third episode of the Mystery Shack, where I am your host, Darkstar, as usual, and I'm joined once again by Zero. Howdy. Zero and I today are going to be talking about the uh, next two episodes of Gravity Falls, which are the Inconveniencing and Dipper versus Manliness, which are episodes five and six of the first season. So before we get into the the episodes themselves. What were your uh, general thoughts on these two episodes? Zero. They actually make a pretty good two-parter. Because uh, they do have a through line of uh, Dipper being concerned with his manliness. Okay. Not that they are a two-parter, parter, parter, but... It's fortunate that we talk about these two together. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Dipper's sort of whole deal is wanting to be... I mean, aside from uncovering what's going on in in the town and solving the, the mysteries, his whole deal is, uh, is wanting to be taken seriously as a... as a... I guess a man or a teenager. <laughs> so... Um, I think that's just sort of like a recurring uh, through line throughout the, the show, with Dipper at least. So, I believe you have um, prepared a brief synopsis of the, uh, of the episodes. Why don't we go ahead and start with the, the inconveniencing. Well, I'll do my best to keep this brief. Um, probably uh, fail, fail horribly, but here we go. All right, so the uh, the inconvenience uh, starts with uh, Grunkle Stan deciding to. I guess I guess it just it is in character for him just to leave early from work, and apparently just goes home, and basically has Zeus and Wendy clean up after uh, clean up the shop and lock up. Going home? Uh, Doesn't he yeah, live there? Yeah, he, like, because the next time we see him, he's already home. So he decided to. Leave, I guess, I the way I take it is that he just left and just went like straight home and started watching TV. Doesn't he leave in his oh, car? Don't they live at the Mystery Shack? Yeah, but that's on the other side because isn't it? Uh, like they don't live inside the shack. There's like the actual shack itself, which has like the storefront, but then the like around the building is where the where they actually live. I I thought I remember him taking a car. I don't remember seeing a car because we don't uh we don't really see the outside until they decide to go uh, goof off on the roof. Hmm. Or did you hear car noise? I don't know. Now I have to rewatch the beginning of the episode just because of this. And the mystery shack lives up to its name. Yet another mystery. Where did Stan go? 
Dun, dun, dun. Stan. Stanford finds. And we'll actually get back to Marco uh, Stan a little bit later on in the episode. Um, so that's when, uh, so after he leaves, Dipper, Wendy, and Mabel decide to go up on roof, where Wendy's uh, revealed that she's basically lugged a uh, a, a beach umbrella, a cooler up there, and likes to throw pine cones at the uh, totem pole. They treated also... uh, going on the roof like it was a real big deal, even though Dipper fought Wax Sherlock Holmes on the roof not that long ago, causing yeah, the uh, the S to be knocked over, which still is in this episode and the next one. At the very least. Yes. Yeah. So maybe she did. Uh, Wendy did this after. Uh, the whole fight against the wax, uh, the wax statues. When she was actually supposed to be working. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, but they just practiced throwing pine cones at the totem pole, and this is where we established that Dipper has a uh, as a crush on Wendy. Yes. Boy, has it bad. Uh, and props to Mabel. She tries to help uh, by uh, making uh, Dipper more appealing the only way she can by uh, saying how adorable he is, which is not what he wanted. Like, yeah. To be fair, like, you know, she she was doing her best and, you know, props for that. It it just didn't work out the way Dipper wanted. Uh, shortly after that is uh, when uh, Wendy's friends come over to uh, basically hang out after work. Uh, that's when you find that Robbie is the one that painted the the cupcake on the water tower. Right, and which is supposed to be an explosion. I, I'm with the brand this one. It's a cupcake. It's a pink cupcake. I believe he said it was a muffin. Okay, so uh, he says it's a muffin. I say it's a cupcake. To me, it looked like a cupcake. Okay. <laughs> Listeners to be fair, cupcakes have icing. Yeah, that's why it's pink. It's not pink, though. Red? Reddish? Light red. Are you colorblind? Is this, a, is this turning into a, the what color is the dress <laughs> situation? Uh, I remember that. That that happened the exact same time that Leonard Nimoy died. Coincidence? We'll let you decide, well, no. listeners. When Leonard Nimoy passed away, he uh, his passing was the second biggest story. The first biggest was 
uh, like Darstar referenced, the dress. What color was it? And uh, for the record, it was black and blue. Uh, listeners, uh, send in your uh, your takes on this to at the outpost at the outpost network uh, Twitter at at twitter.com. Did you make us a new Twitter already? Well, by the time this goes up, it'll be the Twitter will be up. Okay, I mean, are you sure? Because what if that handle's already taken? Okay, so you, you part, <laughs> let's park that question. <laughs> I and didn't think this I far would, ahead. <laughs> we'll park that question for now. And then I will confirm on the next uh, on our next broadcast that uh, with, uh, what the uh, our Twitter handle will be. Uh huh. On on the next podcast. <laughs> on the next podcast, which will, will be released uh, a week from this one. Yes. Okay. So you have plenty of time to, if you're unfamiliar with it, find the dress and give us your uh, uh, your take on the dress. In the meantime, you can direct all your complaints um, and uh, responses to at the winged knight on Twitter. Until uh, Zero gets our our official Twitter up and running. Yes. All uh, complaints and concerns at the Wigan Night at Twitter. But the dress will have to wait until I confirm that we do have the, the Twitter account up and running. Okay. All dress-related... Um... Responses will have to wait until the official Outpost podcast Twitter is up and running. Because we know what Gravity Falls fans want. <sighs> what do Gravity right. Falls fans want? <laughs> Probably want Probably. another season. Yeah. Uh, I. I uh, I think they want more, want, more so want a movie. What would a movie even uh, entail? Probably Bill Cipher's Return. Hmm. I mean, then it would just feel like a redo of the whole finale. Because that is kind of like a feature-length story. Because I'm pretty sure, also I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want just one season. They'd probably want another three seasons. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Uh-huh. Well, like, that way they have plenty of space to like to plan it out, to have everything nicely paced. Three seasons is a good length of time. Yep. Well, I guess they'll just have to uh, to 
be content with the Owl House for now, I suppose. Yeah, because it's only got the rest of this season and then three specials. What, the Owl House? Yeah, it's already, it's pretty much almost over. Because you have the rest of this season, and then there are going to be, uh, season three is going to be, uh, from what I understand, three 40-minute specials. Oh. Dang. Well. There is, like, uh, petitions online for Save the Owl House to try to give them at least, like, you know, um, to add on a, uh, a Disney Channel movie to it. Uh, but at this time, uh, it's hard to say if that's actually going to pan out or not. Is it being canceled or is it? It's being canceled. Yeah. It's, uh, or they... is this just like what the, the creator wants? Uh, well, no, I don't think this is what the creator wants. This is just what the creator was told. Okay. We're going to, we did, we did an order for another season and then we're going to give you uh, season three is going to be th- uh, basically three uh, three specials, 40 minutes long to wrap everything up. Okay. Because um, Gravity Falls did conclude as Alex Hirsch wanted it to. Like it was yeah, his choice to, to not continue it. So I thought maybe Dana Terrace had like this, like a similar kind of leeway to just end it whenever she wanted it to. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. From what I've seen, what I've heard, I haven't dug in it too deep, deep. But that's that's basically that's the that's what I've heard so far. Okay. Well, hopefully that uh, gets on uh, Disney Plus Latam sometime soon, so I can finally get around to watching that. Uh, you also might want to watch uh, that frog show they have. I hear that's good, too. Amphibia? Amphibia. I've seen it. I've seen the little meme with the, the amphibian uh, Stan and the amphibian Zeus. There's that, and then is there, isn't so there some ghost show now, too? I don't know, man. <laughs> This is also uh, on Disney Plus, like another CalArts type show. Uh, the Amphibia is I uh, the uh, the ghost show just barely came out. Oh, okay, so it's a Disney Channel show. Yeah, yeah. I see Amphibia. It's all under the because I watched Gravity Falls. Yeah, I don't see anything new here. Well, that ghost, sh- that cartoon ghost show is only like a couple of episodes so far. So it'll be like three months, and before uh, after it finishes its uh, its first season airing, before we actually see it on Disney Plus. It's so weird to think that Disney Channel is still a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. It's it's cable, so. But they do have their own platform, so in case you know cable does finally um, 
bottom out. Uh, kick the bucket, <laughs> bottom out. They do have a a platform to go to. Yeah. And they are already experimenting with do uh, with the Netflix model of putting shows all in one go, or to just to uh, spread them out. What have they dropped all in one go? No, no, saying so they, they've experimented. Uh, they instead of just dropping them all in one go, they've uh, spread them out like it's an actual channel. That's the opposite of what Netflix does. Yeah, because Netflix does it the one way, so they experimented by doing it the other way. You said they experimented with the Netflix model <laughs> by doing the opposite of what Netflix does, to be right, clear. To see, yeah. like, to, to see how that works, and I think it works out better just doing it episode by episode. Because the problem with the Netflix model is you're, you need to have a steady flow of interesting shows. Well, and Netflix has so many shows. Right. And it seems like they're like just popping them out like every day, like multiple ones, some different genres, like um, kids shows, foreign shows, sci-fi, horror, pretty much everything. Right, but they do it. It's a frequency that none of it actually gets. Unless, you know, it's like a Stranger Things, a lot of it doesn't actually get enough time to pick up any uh, real buzz. Yeah, not everything gets, um, you know, super popular, but it's like they all the original content they produce is just, you know, on there exclusively for their platform. It's never going to be on... Disney Plus or HBO Max or any other um, streaming platform. So even if like it doesn't generate buzz when it's released, you know, there's always a possibility that in the future somebody just like scrolling through it um, finds it, gains interest in it, and it gets like a cult following down the line. I mean, for them, I think that it's just about like expanding their their library their collection of original content because you feel that um that since disney has their own show and a bunch of all those that a lot of stuff that's on that platform belongs to other people that they're going to want their toys back essentially yeah i mean that's uh what's eventually going to be happening now that all the the major studios are creating their own streaming platforms but Netflix kind of already has like brand recognition and they've been like pumping out shows like crazy for a while now. So like they, they have like plenty of original content to like counterbalance uh, the users they might be losing to Disney plus or HBO max. Cause I mean like Disney Plus is great, but its selection is kind of limited if you're not, like, somebody with kids, you know? Like, you can only rewatch the Star Wars and Marvel movies, like, so many times. Although that's if you're in America. Because uh, there is that, Dis that Disney Plus star thing. 
Yeah, but that's a different make. that's a different service. That's not Disney Plus. That's Star. No, that's part of Disney Plus. Just I've, not here. It, I'm sure it's owned by Disney, but like I've seen ads for it. It's just Star. It's not Disney Plus Star. Yeah, but that's where they're sticking all the Fox content, essentially. Okay. Well, all the Fox content that isn't for children. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is it's not part of Disney Plus. It's it's like a separate thing. That can only be accessed through Disney Plus. Well, I'm looking at the Star Channel right now, and it's it doesn't have like any like the Disney logo or anything associated with it. It's just like a different service. I really should look into that then. But uh, from what I understand, it's not in uh, the U.S. Yeah, it's not in the U.S. Or not in the U.S. as of yet. Mm-hmm. Get Star Plus and Disney Plus. Yeah, so you can you can bundle them together, or you can just get them separately. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a separate thing. Or maybe I suppose maybe they're just uh, that's what they're uh, they're hand they're using that to handle places that don't have Hulu. I guess I think you can get Hulu here. Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's here. I think I don't it might not be, but let's see. I wouldn't see a point because Hulu.com. Yeah, but and they're, they do own Hulu. Yeah. Or they're the, the majority stockholders within Hulu. Oh, okay. Because they own, I think, two-thirds of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, my point being is that Disney Plus in and of itself doesn't really have like enough content to really compete with um, with Netflix on that level. I mean, their main appeal right now are like the new like Marvel shows and the Mandalorian, but those are being released, you know, like episode by episode. Whereas like Netflix just continues to just drop like entire seasons of shows like pretty much every week. So in terms of just like sheer quantity of content... Yeah, sheer like volume. Um, the Netflix model uh, is definitely outpacing Disney and Disney Plus, and even like HBO Max and the other ones, just because like they've been in the game much longer. They essentially invented the the streaming game, and so even though the other guys might have like more money behind them, they're clearly not going to just go down without without some sort of fight. 
yeah. of the streaming services. Uh, if it does eventually just go down to a few of them, uh, I don't. Uh, it will probably be Disney Plus and Netflix. Will definitely be there. Uh, possibly Hulu, since that does bring a different uh, a different service to the game. Since that uh, has uh, you watch, uh, you can actually watch the shows the very next day after they air. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think most people nowadays don't really care about that. I mean, most of their like consumption of content is on streaming platforms, usually via binging. Binging or actually just uh, scrolling through the. Uh, the the Netflix menu and not actually choosing anything. Yeah. And then Nef- uh, Netflix actually put the uh, the random button just to you know get you to actually watch stuff. And they have enough content that like you're not going to be like doubling up on stuff. Whereas like. Um... Like just scrolling through like Disney Plus, like through different categories, <laughs> like the same like movies or shows, just like keep popping up in like multiple categories, just because like they don't have like a huge variety of content outside of like family friendly stuff, you know. Um, and even then, there's a lot of the Disney uh, the Disney stuff that's not there. Like, I don't think Aladdin the series is there, or even the Little Mermaid the series is there. I have the Little Mermaid the series on mine. Okay, so it is there. But I'm uh, I'm pretty sure Aladdin's not there. No, I haven't seen Aladdin. But the Little Mermaid and the, the Hercules uh, show are there. On the Latin American one. I don't know about the the U.S. one. But I'm pretty sure that they'll they'll have some type of fanfare for when they actually do do add the Aladdin show or anything else that they're missing. Maybe. I thought the the golden opportunity for that would be to actually um, add that when they released uh, Aladdin uh, the live action version on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Since the buzz was there. Maybe. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that show, but they might just be like avoiding, you know, the like harming their sort of like progressive-ish image with the cartoon based on a lot of like Middle Eastern and Arab stereotypes. That isn't, you know, like a beloved classic. Well, leave nothing else. We'll just put that little disclaimer saying that this was a different time. Like yeah. they did with uh, Dumbo. Yeah, I mean, they could, but that's the only, like, reason I can think of for why they're, like, why they haven't released it already 
when like the Little Mermaid and Hercules are already there. As well as like DuckTales, Bonkers. There's also no Tailspin, if I'm not mistaken. But they do have um, gummy bears and gargoyles and, uh, you know, quack pack. So they have like pretty much all like the shows from that era that I can Disney think of. Disney afternoon shows? Mm-hmm. That I can think of off the top of my head. Minus just Tailspin and Aladdin. So. I don't know. And we're all encouraging you to watch Disney Plus which, uh, because, you know, Disney gives us, you know, that sweet, sweet money for shelling out for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, where was it with the episode? Oh, uh, they had, uh, uh, Mabel was trying to help out Dipper by calling him cute, which is not what Dipper wanted. Uh, and then that's when Wendy's friends came in to pick her up. And Dipper convinces Wendy to take them along, saying that they're 13. Uh, let's see where I am in my notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, why did I write 14? But 13. Because he says that we're, uh, we're technically teens. Uh, TJ Miller is the voice of Robbie, who is really the only important one of, of Wendy's friends. Chambry plays a role later on. Uh, uh, so they just, uh, that's when they decided to go to a, com uh, a convenience store where the couple who owned it was haunted. Uh, this is, uh, where we first see that. I believe the couple who owned it was, uh, killed or, or died in the store, not haunted. Oh yeah, uh, they died in the store. That uh, Dipper uh, is hesitant to go there, but they basically peer pressure him into it. And especially after he uh, he was shown up by Mabel climbing the fence. Mm -hmm. Is it peer pressure uh, so if it was like you know an an outing that he sort of like invited himself to? I would still say it falls under that definition. Even though he did uh, invite himself onto that, they did peer pressure him to proceed with something he was uncomfortable with. I guess. And when I do have that... Uh, Twitter setup. Be sure to tell uh, listeners to tell us what your opinions on on that was. He uh, Dipper being peer pressured, or because Dipper invited himself into the uh, this little field trip of theirs, does that negate the peer pressure itself? 
I mean, I think he just pressured himself into doing all most of the stuff he does in this episode because he wants to impress Wendy, not because like anyone else is like really putting that much like pressure on him to do anything besides just like keep up with the group, I guess. To keep up with the group and not be perceived as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Which is also something he put on himself. So that's when he climbs the up uh, up a garbage. Uh, that's not a garbage can. It's a, a dumpster on top of the roof. Punches through the air conditioning vent and opens the door from the inside. And the place still has power. Even though it's, it looks like it's been conde- condemned for years. Yeah, and has a lot of merchandise that's still there. Um, it had like a like a frozen and like a refrigerated section too, right? Yeah. So I guess all those like um, like fridges, I guess, were running this entire time. Yep. For- I guess no uh they paid their bills well in advance. Who knows? Regardless I mean it's their... it's gravity falls. They probably just like whoever runs the the power plant or like the substation just like might have just like forgotten to cut them off. Also, spoilers, the the store is haunted, so everything might be powered by ectoplasm or something. It is true, it is true. Uh, but they do start to have a good time. Uh, like, basically doing whatever they want. Uh, having food uh, food fights. Uh, I guess you call food fight because they do throw ca- uh, they do throw bags of cat food at each other at one point. Point in the, in the little montage they have there. Okay. Yep. Um, and Mabel finds the uh, was it like a, a German um, candy that's like banned in the U.S. Yeah, that's uh, the equivalent to Fun Dip. I remember Fun Dip. Is that banned in the U.S. now? Uh, no. I had some the other day. I got it at the dollar store. They just changed the size, so now it's smaller. Oh. But yeah, I do the same thing. I actually uh, chug the the powder right into my mouth. God. Does it give you hallucinations? Uh, no, I don't go into a diabetic coma like uh, Mabel did. Okay. Let's see, where was I? Alright, uh, then that's where... Um... Uh, Mabel starts to, uh, before she goes into a complete diabetic coma, that's when she uh, has a hallucinations with the two puppies. 
Yes. Which one of them does tell her to uh, 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 must distrust Grunkle? Oh, is that what it says backwards? Yeah. Huh. The the. I guess it's a yellow. The giant yellow lab uh, tell, uh, tells her in backwards speech must distrust Grunkle, and the other one offers her uh, his sugary paw. As one does when making a new acquaintance. As you do. Uh, and then I think uh, that's also a little while later. Uh, they, they have more fun. And then that's when Mabel's completely out of it and has that hallucination of her writing the uh, dolphin with the human hands. The two-headed dolphin with the human hands that has human hands within its mouth, and that's been, uh, that also that when they open they have dolphin mouths, some type of eldritch abomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically like a what uh, acid trips are usually um, portrayed as on television and movies. Some sort of a uh, Lisa Frank kind of thing. <laughs> Lisa Frank on acid, I guess. Yep. Which is treated, you know, as just as a joke, and then that's when uh, Dipper goes to get more ice, and then he sees, you know, the eyes and brains just floating there. Uh, so he's starting to see things now. And it, uh, uh, this is part where the episode starts to get kind of dark. With its imagery, I'm pretty sure they uh, they they were pushing their their limits as as much as they could. Did you get spooked or something? Uh no, I just noticed that the the tone change. Mm, I guess. Yeah, this is one of like the more I guess the horror themed episodes of Gravity Falls. Let's see where it was at. All right, and that's when Robbie tries to uh, make fun of him for like uh, freaking out and screaming, and Dipper quickly uh, points out they should play the. Yeah, I know it's not Dance Dance Revolution that has a different name, but that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the uh, uh, Dance Dance Revolution equivalent. In that universe. Uh, I think All right, so it does that, and then that's uh, they play that for a little bit, and then that's when uh, I believe it's Robbie finds the outline, the chalk outline of the uh, the form, the uh, the two de- uh, the two former owners. Yes. Yep. And they uh, they want uh, to actually stand in the truck outline, or lay down in the truck line, as it were, but which Dipper uh, doesn't want to do since he he ba- he basically saw the ghost, but doesn't want to like own up to it, uh, own up to it because he doesn't want anyone to think that uh, any less of him. 
but that doesn't work and uh or they uh they uh make fun of dipper for uh saying that maybe we should leave it alone and dipper actually puts himself into the truck online itself and then that's when it hits the fan Uh, and that's when the girl who was always on the phone gets uh, stuck into security monitors mm -hmm. and leaves a note that uh, status update and mm -hmm. right. uh, then that's the 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 obese kid gets stuck in the Dance Dance Revolution game, and that's where the arrows start to uh, uh, start to skewer him. After that, Robbie's basically, uh, I'm out of here, and tries to leave, but can't. And then they just, they basically run for cover. Uh and uh, Dipper is the one that wants to reason with the ghost to see what they want. Uh, they all think this is a dumb idea. Oh, that's right. And then we the B plot. Uh, we he, we cut back to Stan, where he has been watching a soap opera because he's too lazy to change the channel. Right. That was Which this he... episode. I I believe it's meant to be like. Uh... A riff on Downton Abbey. That's uh, yeah, that's what I was, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Which eventually he does really get into. All right, and I guess since Mabel is in a sugar coma right now, they're able. Uh, the owners are able to take over her. Her body and uh, at, uh, they showed the, the, their displeasure. They hide, and then that's when uh, Dipper just wants to know what's going. Uh, like, you know, what's wants to really figure out what's going. Uh, what's their deal to see what they can do to appease them? And Wendy's the one that points out all we've done is just basic teenager stuff. And that's when Dipper basically put uh, figures it out and goes. Uh, to confront the ghosts and base and tell and basically comes clean liar revealed uh trope i'm just uh, that he's actually just 12. which they think is adorable and to appease him he has to do what was foreshadowed earlier the lammy lammy dance with costume uh, with with costume Although he does this, well, I can't. I couldn't possibly do the Lammy Dammy dance without a costume, which uh, their uh, his gracious hosts provide him a costume. Uh, and then that's when he does the Lammy Lammy dance, and then everything goes back. the 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 spirits are appeased. I guess can actually re, uh, return back to which they uh, the the realm of which they came from. And that's when Wendy uh, does a, does Dipper a solid, and doesn't actually say what uh, Dipper did to make the ghost go away, but instead saying that he grabbed a, a baseball bat and uh, uh, and swatted them away with that. 
Uh, then they uh, the, they leave. Uh, they leave from there. They get dropped off back at the mystery shack. The only to find that Grunko uh, San has gone too into the Downton uh, Abbey ripoff and uh, is frustrated the way it's going and throws the TV out the window. Ending uh, this episode. Was that how it ended? Yeah, because uh, that's where uh, you we actually do see the the end credits, where the cipher's at. Mm. Okay. And you sent me the cipher earlier. That's the the one that uh, reads onwards, Aoshima. Yes, which was the name of the. Uh, Dolphin Abomination Mabel was writing. Mm. Very good. Very good. Alright. See. So, yeah, this is where we established that Dipper has a uh, crush uh, on Wendy. Dipper and Mabel are 12. Uh, and that's. Was their age never established before? I don't believe so. Hmm. All right, no Blendin Blandin appearances. I didn't see him. I didn't see him, and I double checked there are no Blendin uh, Blendin appearances. Okay. Any other Easter eggs or trivia about this episode? That's about it. All right. And the fact that this and the next episode are don't have too much trivia uh, attached to them. Okay, just sort of like standard episodes. Yep. Yeah, for the most part. All right. So overall, uh, what did you think of this episode? Now that we've covered the the details and spoiled it and whatnot. It was an enjoyable episode, and uh, it it does play itself off like a an actual uh, you know a paranormal activity uh, movie. I've never seen a paranormal activity movie, so I don't know how those play out. I I just assume it's just like a lot of like uh, like yeah, just like CCTV footage, and then like something spooky happens at the end. For the most part, I like the the brain and uh, eyeballs and like floating uh, central nervous system in the freezer. It was uh, reminded me a lot of like uh, John Osterman putting himself back together after being disintegrated as he yeah. becomes uh, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, I was surprised he got away with that. I mean, it's no like blood or anything, or even guts. It's just a brain and a nervous system. It, it's it's not gory, but still, it's it could be considered graphic. 
if it previously belonged to like someone alive, yes, I can see that. But just floating like that, it's like borderline educational. Maybe if we freeze fr uh, framed it, it would actually you know state what each one of them is. What each one of the nerve endings are? Yeah. Possibly. It's I don't think it does, but that would actually be be a funny little thing if you they go frame by frame, and this particular frame, you can actually see where everything's labeled. Which is how we got to buy the sensors. It's actually educational. Yeah, but I mean, like, if it's something you would see, like, in a on a, in a chart in a doctor's office, yeah. Or in a science class. There was that, uh, the Elder's Abomination of what uh, Wendy was uh, was writing, not Wendy, uh, Mabel was writing. Uh-huh. I liked how the, uh, the, the two, uh, the mom and pop who owned the shop were killed by, by, <laughs> by simultaneous heart attacks after listening to rap music being played. Uh, out loud in their parking lot. Sucking your shirt is for chumps. Or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, I also like the fact that the flashback, it does, they don't even look like teenagers. They look like adults playing teenagers. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's uh, West Side Story or Grease. Mm -hmm. Or like a lot of like sitcoms like from the 90s, like Saved by the Bell. Or like sh shows like Dawson's Creek, stuff like that, where yeah. they had like adults playing teenagers. Which carries over into this show, because all the kids and teenagers are voiced by adults. Yep. Although, with uh, Saved by the Bell, they did start off as teenagers. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, but they aged out of the they aged out of it fairly quickly, because that show ran on that ran that ran for like forever. That has like I think like ten seasons or something like that. Yeah. Because that started off as Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So. Was that the title of the show? Yeah, that's what it originally was. Good Morning, Miss Bliss? Yes. Huh. I don't even know who that is. I've, I don't think I've ever seen like a full episode of Saved by the Bell. Well, there's plenty to choose from. Because you have the original Saved by the Bell, you have Saved by the Bell, uh, the college, uh, like they do something on their, uh, for the summer for a season, and then there's the college years, uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class, and then there's currently a Saved by the Bell airing right now. Cool. I, I'll definitely not be watching any of that. <laughs>
I can't even get myself to like uh, binge Boy Meets World, and that's like a show like I actually like used to watch back in the day when it was on TV. Or even the uh, Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're caught up on or something? Uh, no, I just was thinking because they did that. They did Fuller House. Um, so uh, a lot of those shows did ha- uh, that, that were on that block are... are we're starting to get uh, sequel series. I don't think they'll do it for Family Matters uh, because they, uh, of how that show ended. But How did Family Matters end? One of the cast members died. Oh. I mean, they've kept the Connors going on without Roseanne. And they kept right, uh, Eight Simple I Rules going on without the dad. John Ritter. Yeah, that... Yeah, that uh, that wasn't. Uh, I was surprised that they actually did, decided to keep it going, and after uh, Ritter passed away, with Roseanne, then yeah, that's that was her own fault. But and I mean, they brought Fuller House. Like Fuller House doesn't even feature the Olsen twins, right? Right. I don't think they even do acting anymore because they don't need to. Yeah, why would they? I think the last thing that I'm aware of, like, I think Mary Kate being in was uh, Beastly. <laughs> I haven't seen the, the movie. I've just watched the uh, Jenny Nicholson video on it. But yeah, she plays, like, the, the sorceress, which... Who curses the uh, the prince analog in that movie? I might. The most I'll do is I'll probably uh, I'll IMDb it to see if that's the last thing. Yeah, I don't know. If that's the last thing she's done. That's like the latest thing that I'm like aware of her being in. Because they have their clothing line and I think a perfume line too, so. Yeah. And they probably just like don't want to step on their little sister's time in the spotlight for the moment at least. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's nice that they're finally doing something with Wanda. Yeah. Something is is right. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Is it? Is it though? I'm sure she'll be great in um Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which is next year? It's uh, directly after Spider-Man No Way Home. Which is Christmas, right? Yeah. It's the the last uh, Marvel film of the year. 
because the next thing up is Eternals. Yep. Eternals is also in December, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it's in November. I don't know. But yeah. I want to say November. Yeah, they're all getting squeezed in together at the end of the year. I this probably do the make the makeup for lost time. Yeah, I guess. But nowadays it looks like we're gonna be getting like four Marvel films a year, so uh it's a great time to be an uh, MCU fan, I suppose. In addition to all the original uh, streaming content on Disney Plus. And if you're a DC fan, well, you still have the Arrowverse for as long as it lasts. Yeah, I mean, DC fans uh, <laughs> unfortunately don't have like great adaptations of like their main heroes, but like Doom Patrol is pretty good. Not pretty good. Doom Patrol is excellent. And um, what you might call it, um, they've got the, the Harley Quinn show. The Suicide Squad was good. Apparently didn't do that well, but it's a solid film. Better than like any of like the Zack Snyder stuff. And the Batman looks like it'll be good, so that's something to look forward to. That's December? What, the Batman? Yeah, or is that next year? No, it's next year. Mm. Do you think they'd release a Batman film in December? Batman Returns? Man, nobody was alive back then. Uh, yeah, I bought the... We bought the cups. <laughs> They had commemorative glasses. Okay, but Which that was probably like the only movie. time. And also, the the film market was much less competitive back then. There probably wasn't like anything else playing like that entire year. I wouldn't say that. What was playing the uh, during that year? What year was it? Five seconds. Um, Five, four, ninety-three, two, one, nineteen ninety. Final answer. So the year right after the first Batman film. They 92. wrote, directed, and produced the film. Nope, you already said 1990. So it is 1992? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, this Christmas season is pretty crowded. So... Let's see. Well, maybe there wasn't that much. Uh, well, you had Dracula came out that same year. 
Uh, yeah, but, but when in that year? What even is Unforgiven? Like, one of the last westerns? Uh, Dracula was... When did you come out? November. Mm. Uh, let me see here. What even was Buffy released King. in, like, the summer of that year? The Since you Reservoir remember Dogs? it so well. Okay, but that's like an independent film. Under Siege, Army of Darkness, Ever Runs Through It, Beethoven. Cult classic. None of those are recognizable except Beethoven. Basic Instinct, not what I would call like a summer blockbuster. Surf, uh, uh, yes, uh, Ninjas 3, The Bodyguard, Law Moorman, Last of the Mohicans. Wayne's World, My Cousin Vinny, uh, Mariachi, Far and Away, Scent of a Woman, The Crying Game, Malcolm X, uh, Alien 3. Uh, uh, American Me. Most of those films would like not last like a week in like today's like box office market. Today's like theaters. Well, it is a pandemic. Yeah, but even like ignoring the pandemic, none of those films would like be viable whatsoever in like wide release in like 2019 or 2018. The Patriot Games, My Some Men, eh, Sleepwalkers, A Death Becomes Her, A Few Good Men. Oh, wow. Newsies. That has a baby Christian Bale. Hmm. Uh, and Super Cop. Um, not a whole, a whole lot of good picks, but you still have some good picks here and there. For 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, forever Young. Anywho, I think since then, most, if not all, Batman films have been summer blockbusters. Yeah, because Batman, uh, I still prefer uh, Batman 89 to Batman Returns. Cool. Uh, where was it? All right. All right. Let's see. Uh... Oh, Dipper versus the of uh, Dipper versus Manliness. Right. The next Which episode. Be the next. The next episode. Uh, that's when. Uh, 
the twins say that they're hungry and they want to go to the diner. And that's when we find, uh, you know, Dan's a cheapskate and wants to split one plate three ways. I think he got Mabel uh, salad dressing. And dipper ketchup? Yeah, a packet of ketchup. Even though Mabel wants pancakes? Hey, times is tough. As money is, like, you know, seen to be coming out of Stan's uh, sleeve. <laughs> well, and then, uh, I'm trying not to be anti-Semitic. And uh, that's when the bird, uh suggests that he can w- uh, win them a stack of pancakes with the uh, manliness uh, machine that they have there. And despite his best efforts, still comes out with uh, Wimpy and is told that he's a cute baby. Yeah, and which then you is... Have- uh... I guess that that's like a a game where you just you squeeze the lever. Yeah. Okay. And it tests your strength on that. Uh huh. I've only encountered that that type of machine once. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in real life. When I first saw it, I thought it was like maybe one of those like uh, mallet um, things where you have to like ring the like hit the the thing and make the thing ring the bell like in the uh, millennial fair in chrono trigger ah yeah good game good game chrono trigger not so much the put squeezing the thing and uh, hoping it goes up yeah <laughs> Uh, that's when Wendy's dad comes over, and just by the presence of his sheer t- t- testosterone, is able to overload the machine and cause it to explode to ha- uh, make everyone uh, to grant pancakes to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, causing Dipper uh, to basically. Uh, deciding to bail and goes in the woods to train and he's just there winded with a uh, just a, a stick he found trying to use it for weights something you should never do by yourself yep you should always have a spotter yep the uh, supplying with Oh, and this is uh, also where we find out Stan has a thing for Lazy Susan. Yep. And Mabel decides that this will be her project. Yep. 
to fill out the B story. And to try and change Stan. Mm-hmm. There you go. Let's see here. Let's right, so go. Uh, oh, and uh, while Dipper is training, he uh, encounters a beast that actually makes the lumberjack scared. The Manator. Mm-hmm. Chutzpah. Uh, although, uh, to be fair, like uh, when Dipper uh, uh, says he has a problem, he actually just, you know, sit down and, and just listens intently and agrees. Uh, and eventually it does agree to train uh, Dipper in the art of being a man. Mm-hmm. And takes him back to the Manatar Cave? The Man Cave. The Man Cave. Uh, first mention of mermaids, I believe? Yes. The first mention of mermaids... Uh, and uh, Dipper t uh, explains to them what's going on, and they decide that they have to deliberate before uh, before coming to the decision whether to help him or not. Uh, and then they eventually decide not to help Dipper, and then Dipper uses reverse ecology uh, on the Matatars and says they'll never... Uh, uh, and since the Matatars have never actually base anything like this before uh it works uh it work uh it works on them and they decide to train them anyway and we see the first and 50 steps of becoming a man which is apparently to stick your hand in a pain hole it's very dune yep the gum jabbar Was it reverse psychology, or he just implies that they're not manly enough to help him? I guess appealing to their sort of um, fragile masculinities. Well, he well he agrees that you know I guess you you I would be too much trouble for you guys to train. Yep. And then uh, while he does that, well, we we flash back to, or we we peek in on uh, Mabel and Stan as he's uh, she's trying to fix the, the the fix what's wrong with him. Well, I just I think it's just to get him like date ready is the the general idea. 
because he himself admits that he's been out of the game for too long, which is why he hasn't made a move on Lazy Susan whatsoever so far. And then we get a montage of both Stan and Dipper going through different trials to uh, get ready for their uh, to, to get what they want. Because you have Mabel trying to shave Stan's chest and it just grows back immediately. And they decide to just super glue uh, hair to Dipper's chest so that he'll have hair. Yep. And uh, they get to the point where he's seems to make real progress and it just needs one last test to prove uh, to become a man. And that's when they meet the the leader of the Minotaurs. Leader R. Leader R. And he's given a test. Oh, well, these are actually pulls a weapon from his own chest. And gives him the task to, uh, to fight the and kill the multi-bear. Yep. Voiced by Alfred Molina. Uh... uh. Uh, and Dipper, uh, that's when Dipper fights Multibar and actually does manage to uh, to beat it. And it only has one request, uh, to listen to its favorite music while it dies. Which is uh, uh, not ABBA, but it's basically ABBA. Which was revealed. Uh, uh, I skipped over by mistake. Uh, what, what Dipper was listening to earlier. Or they flash back to him listening to that. And uh, since they do have that bonding session, Dipper can't uh, bring himself to kill the bear. Multi-bears made peace with this god, though. Yes. It's ready to die as a warrior. And it also explains that the reason why uh, uh, the Manitars want to kill Multibear is because he listens to that type of music. Well, like, I think he says that's why they're like arch enemies or something, or why they don't get along, I guess. Because it's not manly to listen to Icelandic uh, pop band uh, Baba. Famous for certain uh, singles like Disco Girl. Yep. And then that's when Dipper goes back and says that he's not going to do it. And that basically stands up to the Manitars. Uh, and in his mind, giving up his only chance to become a man. And then that uh, after that occurs is when we flash back to, or we, we cut the seized, uh Stan and Mabel points out to Lazy Susan that she likes uh, fixing things and nothing needs more fixing than Stan. Which is, uh, you know, not a great message to send to young girls. So you 
girls out there, <laughs> you shouldn't uh, ever feel obligated to fix any guy. Mabel's not the best character to model yourself as. Well, she has flaws, but that makes her, you know, that makes her uh, a, a more realistic character in that sense. Sure. Well, that's just, I guess, that, the only way they they could come up with to like tie up that uh, that subplot. Just have Mabel take Stan to the to the diner in his underwear. <laughs> Yep. And present him as is to Lazy Susan. Uh, and then they decide uh, to eat at the diner, and Dipper explains what uh, what happened, and Stan uh, uh, says that being a, a your own man, no matter what the rest of the group thinks, is the manliest thing that you can do. Which that is, you know. Uh, pretty good advice. Yeah, that lesson was uh, was way better than the uh, than the B plot one. And then that's uh, when we uh, the episode ends, and the, the the credit scene is where Lazy Susan is constantly calling Stan and. Stan wishes he hadn't uh, he hadn't agreed to this bargain. <laughs> Stan, Stan, the ladies' man. And uh, this week's cryptogram uh, lets us know that they're going to be, I guess, um, switching ciphers starting yep. with the following week. To Atbash uh, substitute will be uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cesarin will be out next week. Mr. Atbash will substitute. Uh, this will indicate a new uh, cipher. Mm-hmm. It's going to be used uh, for you know until further notice. Right. So the uh, the three back cipher is I guess referred to as a Cesarian cipher. Yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what did you think of this episode? I um, I enjoyed it. I um, the manatars are basically what they say in the tin. Yep. Half um, man, half Tor. Yep. One of them says that he has three Y chromosomes. Which I understand is ba- basically what, what can make one uh, like impotent. Mm. We do get a mention of, uh, we do get basically a, a mention of the merfolk. Yep. So they just don't come out of nowhere. There, there is a precedent for it. Yeah, and a call back to the gnomes. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, Alfred Molina is wonderful as the multi-bear. Yeah. The multi-bear itself looks like it could have been a Ninja Turtle villain. Yeah, probably. It could also be something out of the Monster Manual. Multi-bear. And it would appear that the the heads are different ages because he treats them like little children. Yeah. This is another example of a uh, of an old world uh, mythical creature uh, showing up in the Pacific Northwest, like uh, gnomes before, which you know, and uh, you know even including merfolk. It uh, begs the question: like, are they just like native to the Pacific Northwest? Because the original Minotaur was. Uh, the offspring of King Minos, well, no, the offspring of the uh, the Cretan queen and the Cretan bull, <laughs> um, which was a bull that uh, that emerged from from the sea, I Steve? believe. Um, Gift of Poseidon. Yeah, so it was like a, it wasn't like a normal bull. It was like created by divine magic, and it was just like that one guy. And so here we have like an entire group of Manotaurs, which may or may not be related to this ancient uh, Greek figure from myth and legend. Or uh, may, uh, I think maybe everything just migrated over there. I guess. Drawn to Gravity Falls uh, due to its unique properties. Yeah. Oh, that's another episode in the can. Yep. So did you get a chance to look up what exactly a uh, what is it called uh, an Atshab Atbash uh, cipher is uh, 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 no I'm getting it right now it's something you need to have a key for uh, uh, Atbash is a mono alphabetic substitute cipher originally used to crypt the Hebrew alphabet, it can be modified for use with any known writing system with a standard collating uh, order. Oh, okay, I believe they just reversed the the order of the alphabet. Yes. Okay, that's simple enough, I suppose. Cool. 
so uh, anything else uh, you want to add about these two episodes before we wrap up? Uh, no, uh, they were both uh, rather enjoyable to rewatch. And I'm curious to see what will happen next. But, I mean, not that curious, right? So we, we both watched the show before. Right, but uh, it's been a while since I've actually watched the show before. So, like, I have a basic idea what's going to happen, but it's getting from... Uh, I want to see how they get from point A to point B. Okay, cool. Well, that is uh, <laughs> going to be all the time we have for today, kids. Um, thank you very much for listening all the way to the end. Once again, I've been your host, uh, Darkstar. Um been joined by Zero, as usual. Uh, please send all your comments and concerns to at the Wigged Night on Twitter. And uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. All right, and be sure to, to like, favor, and subscribe and get, to help us get noticed by the almighty algorithm. All that uh, jazz. Right. <laughs> that, that does really help. And we'll catch you cats later. Bye-bye.